0: Beautiful listeners, you know we love you, and we appreciate all the support you've given us to this point. If you would like to further support us in our art, in our effort to allow these wonderful conversations to continue to take place, head over to patreon.com slash inside the sound.
1: think the people want to know who's the bass player on that wicked track it just is pretty pretty
0: i don't know but we're about to talk to someone who might have been able to provide a better bass maybe improvise a little more (laughs) embellish a little more
1: well hey there everybody (laughs) welcome back inside the sound this is mj and this is ryan and we are so grateful to have a, a very Special guest today. Uh, do you want to say hi to our beautiful listeners? Inch- Inch- hello, Inch-
2: hello. <laughs> I'm Meely, and I'm a British-based player, based kind of near London in the UK. Yay!
1: The Yay. sensational Meely <laughs> Trail. The one and only. Um, no. I've set the levels. This is all we can do. Uh, she'll just have to speak up. Just kidding. I don't know. Let me see. Keep talking. We'll we'll get the we'll get the ball rolling. I thought I had levels. Ryan's complaining
0: now. Hold on. I want to make Uh, sure everyone can hear her loud and clear.
2: I can probably turn my mic up a bit. There There you you go. go. Is that a bit better?
1: Capital. Yes, it is. That's great.
3: Thank you.
1: (laughs) Appreciate it. All right, we're in. We got it. We got the recording going, man. We it's like, you know, we had a great conversation getting started. Everybody just getting to know each other now we're in the show and we're all we're all like geared headlights how are we how are we how are we doing you feeling okay you feeling loose Amelia? you got you all right there yeah You're...
2: i'm all good yeah nice and warm <laughs> i'm all good <laughs> you do a
1: lot of these interviews
2: uh no not really this is my first podcast so it's exciting really? and a good experience but yeah we're well, we excited to,
1: we don't want you to think of it as an interview really at all like this is just a conversation we just want to get to know you and yeah. hang out and um what we like to do a lot is talk to people about their journey into music so yeah. um i'm definitely curious about that like how'd you get into what you're doing now and you know tell us your story
2: so um my next door neighbor when i was five he was a very cool guitar player and i yeah. was like i want to do that i want to be like him so <laughs> and my mum bought me this this like stag guitar that was like tiny and it was blue and it was the coolest thing i'd ever seen and he gave me some lessons and i played like some chords and i was like wow i'm so gangster And then my mum kind of (laughs) said to me, well, you need to, you know, let's get some like proper lessons and, you know, maybe learn classical, because if you can do classical, you can do contemporary. So I kind of went along with it and I went and I got a proper Spanish classical guitar and I went to um, lessons and I had the same teacher from age six to age 18 and I got to my grade eight classically trained on guitar um but at 11 i was like oh classical music's so boring i don't know what to do <laughs> and i went to like my secondary school because in the uk you go to secondary school at age 11 um which i guess is kind of like high school i think it's like the equivalent um I guess and so. we asked the, my mum asked like the head of music school. yeah what um instrument i should play and he said well, we don't have a bassist and i was like cool that has two less strings. It'll be easier, surely. (laughs) Um, So I picked up bass, age 11, um, quick classical guitar, age 18, after my grade eight. Um, And then I went to college and I completely just studied music. I did a bass guitar performance diploma. um, So they're doing A levels. And then I'm now at university up in Liverpool, up north, but I'm currently at home because of the pandemic, um, doing music as well. And I'm about to finish my degree and then hopefully go into the big wide world and get uh, money being a musician I guess <laughs> Heck yeah
1: so you're still studying right now that's great
2: yeah still um, studying but online
1: <laughs> so obviously there's a point you know you you mentioned the teacher that kind of said we don't have a bass player and you kind of went with it was there a point when you just sort of felt like oh this is this is for me this is my instrument did you have like an aha moment or was it a process
2: I think I think it was just like over time I played bass guitar. I didn't really take it that seriously for, like, because I was doing grades on classical. So that was like my quite serious thing mm-hmm. was doing my grades on classical guitar because um, my grandfather like actively encouraged classical music because he, he like did a lot of classical music um, when he was younger and he's conducted orchestras. So he was very like, you oh, need to cool. do classical music. And I'm so grateful for that. And then, um, yeah, I guess bass guitar was the fun thing. I was like, I don't want to do grades on it. Like, I just want to have fun. And then we were put in little bands, like age 11, me and my little like Bronco bass, like playing like Rolling in the Deep. Oh, that's
3: great. <laughs> and like Three
2: Little Birds by Bob Marley. I'm like, they're like, woohoo. Um, and then I just kind of, it was my fun thing. Like I never really thought of it as anything else. And then I think like, I don't know when it happened, but I obviously at some point in secondary school before I went to college age 16, I was like, I'm doing this. And huh. um, my I we heard a radio uh advert about college and i was supposed to just go to the local college and do like a levels um and one would have been music uh but then i heard this and i was like yeah i want to specialize so with a bit of persuading from my parents to let me completely specialize age 16 and not get the normal generic qualifications was a bit of a challenge but i did persuade them and then from there it was like i have no choice i'm, I'm doing just music i have to do it now <laughs>
3: that's
1: good though <laughs> that makes I mean, sense to have that kind of drive early on like to know what you want is just I keep seeing we keep seeing this over and over and people that are like hmm. professionals are doing this like that drive I mean you must have known early on that it's just it it connects with you somehow I just think it's cool that that you kind of well you had to convince your, convince your parents too I know what that's like
2: yeah <laughs> I, I remember beg for it was piano like my lessons. mom my mum turned around. We were like, I think we'd gone to a gig in London or maybe it was something to do with my sister, like an art thing because she's an artist. And we were on the Tube cool. in London. Um, And I just remember we were sat there and we were about to go off the Tube. And she was like, if you do this, you have to promise me you work hard. Like this is not, you can't just doss around and just think it's like an easy option. Like if you're, are you sure you want to do this? And I was like, well, yeah. And she was like, OK, that's fine then. But you have to promise me you don't, you know, not try really hard and I was like no I 100 percent promise and I think I'm doing okay so that's good and then I now play double bass and synth bass as well so along the bass way oh I've synth bass up, that's cool yeah synth bass recently I bought one because you've got to with the contemporary music There's quite a lot of synth at the moment so it's yeah. good to be able to do it all
1: I um, love that and then, sound yeah. that's
2: cool and then I play double bass as well. So you can see in the background, um, the big violin as such. Huh. Um, and that's hard, but I'm getting there with it because I'd like to do musical theatre as my A game. I'd love to do like the West End, so which is the equivalent of Broadway, but in England. Okay. Um, that's like definitely the way I'd like to go career wise. So I've just got to keep working hard and okay. playing all the different types of basses.
1: <laughs> that's cool yeah i actually came across like the biggest one i've ever seen was in the musical instrument museum in scottsdale arizona they've got one that's like 12 feet tall like that's a three
2: quarter size it's playable small it is like it it, that looks huge next to me and then like a normal guy (laughs) plays it and it's like oh it looks actually okay on them but with me it's like drowning me
0: So, so
3: did like they it's provide with the a ladder or? for that?
2: Yeah.
0: They provide a ladder to get up there on that there thing. Is. How does it work? Yeah, a platform, a some ladder. type of
1: platform. You gotta... talking about the other one? Yeah, there was there was yeah. one in Scottsdale. The actual like little step stool thing is cool.
2: Oh my um, god! Yeah. Yeah, for real. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um. So yeah. I, so with the like you're you're talking about like with the bow too in terms of like on the the base. Oh, that's it's cool.
2: Yeah, because I mean, musical theater you can have orchestral and jazz and then you've got like the big band tunes in like some musical theater songs and then you've got the contemporary bass tunes as well it just literally depends on the musical and what where it's set and what yeah. vibe is I guess. So, it's yeah. cool that
1: you're brought, like that's that's you know bass just electric alone is difficult to play it's not just easy mm.
2: you
3: know. Yeah, and, no, uh, I think one thing one. I've
2: learned is an instrument is like a lifetime of work yeah. like any instrument like you can never stop learning. And I think once you, under as a musician, I think once you understand that you will your whole life be learning of other people and you will like, it sounds bad, but like you'll never be the best. There's always going to be someone better than you. I think it helps a lot because it means that you never walk, especially as a session musician, you never walk into a room being like i'm the best because no one will employ you it's you've got to be <laughs> like so like your head screwed on and you've got to always know that there's always something you can go and sit down and practice and there's always something that you can get better at um yeah. and so and the lockdown in the uk i don't know about um america like we've basically been in lockdown for a year now completely with a bit of a break in the summer so i've had all the time just to sit and hone all my craft before hopefully coronavirus goes and i can go and play in some shows (laughs) yeah
1: heck yeah it's been a little different i mean some some zip codes some states are going to be really locked down other states have a lot more freedoms it Hmm. hasn't like i don't know it hasn't had that big of an impact on me personally in terms of like the getting out if i wanted to leave the house i can that kind of thing yeah um but yeah i mean that's one thing like having a lot of time to practice and get better and work on your craft like every day you know that's just so important i don't do it every it day so man. Important, like i really yeah. need to be every day
2: yeah i've got like i've got loads of different like tactics to how to try and sit down and be positive and practice because i find mm-hmm. especially with double bass i find that like i've got a certain level of musicianship in my head of what something should sound like because i've mm-hmm. done it for so long and when you're so new on an instrument that now you're using a bow and it's fretless. Yeah. <laughs> it's like That's you have different. to take that out of the picture because it suddenly it's out of tune. It doesn't sound great because you're completely new to an instrument. And like I've been playing double bass for a year now and I almost I have to sit down with double bass and think, right, this isn't guitar. It's not going to sound great straight off. I, you know, I've got to practice the intricacy of everything, the shifts, the bowing, got to break it all down and then I find I am feel way more positive coming out of a session because I just go no it doesn't have to be great because I've only been playing a year like I've got time to make this better I'm only 20 like I, I have the time to make it much better
3: oh still. yeah
0: you do <laughs> you definitely do then
3: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> out of curiosity Melee, did the because you had quite a few years playing the classical guitar yeah so knowing the the right hand techniques and some of the difficult you know left hand stuff that you have to do did that help you in any way uh on the base
2: yeah 100% like yeah. I think I had a basic uh, first of all I had a level of musicianship like I understood music Um, And my teacher didn't have to teach me the notes on the fretboard or the strings, because it's the same. Obviously, it's just the bottom four strings. So things like the music theory and stuff, he had a level that he could work above. It was just kind of trying to help me differentiate, because like when you're reading music on classical guitar, you're in treble clef. And when you're on bass guitar, you're in bass clef. So I had to then start reading in bass clef. And that was probably the hardest part. And then it was now you're not a classical musician. You need to learn how to groove and how to sit with a drummer that mm. was like the stuff that he we re- and like you know like with classical guitar your wrist is bent and it's up and then with bass you're much more relaxed and it's just you're using your two fingers mainly not like all five fingers like right. classical guitar so but yeah I think I definitely had a basic level to help me and I definitely was like very quick to pick it up. Like I was playing Jacko stuff with the second week, Oh wow! <laughs> we were having quite a nice time. Like, I think like I really enjoyed picking up bass. Cause it came quickly because as you say, cause of guitar, um, but yeah, no, it was, it was definitely better having the guitar education behind me. Um, it was just learning contemporary music, I think was the main challenge with that one.
0: What were some of the first things that you took a stab at? Do you remember when you tried? So
2: I learn, so I think the first song I learned was Rolling in the Deep by Adele purely because we had our first like rock and pop concert at school with the band. And that's what Yay. we were playing. And it was Three Little Birds by Bob Marley. And then he was like, do you want to do grades? And I was like, no, 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 I don't want to do grades. Like, I, that's just classical tie. I want to have fun. And he handed me America by Jacob Pistorius, that bass solo. Oh, and he was wow. like, let's learn that. And I was like, cool. So I bought like a 20 pound <laughs> chorus pedal and we were playing it and we got to a certain point and we were like, oh, I've run out of frets on my tiny little bass because I was
3: like so <laughs> small for
2: being 11. So he was like, oh, OK, and we put it to one side and I think I learned it like when I had enough frets, when I finally bought a, like a full size bass guitar. And I remember when we bought that, I couldn't actually reach the G tuning peg. It was a Fender modern jazz player and I was ah. so small. I literally had to go like this and then like tune it and then push it back down again and then play.
0: <laughs> oh, man. I
2: was so little, but it works.
0: <laughs> that's a that's a pretty ambitious piece. It's a very, has a lot of feeling and a lot of little nuances in it.
2: Yeah, I think it's because it's kind of, it's not classical, but I think it's the closest thing that you could probably get So I think maybe that's why he picked it because he was like, well, it's kind of like a similar, as similar as you can get. And cause you were playing more strings than one. I had the technique to be able to play more than one string at once because of classical guitar. Um, But yeah, I did them side by side the whole of my secondary and college. I played both and then um, it got to when I was moving to uni and obviously my teacher was down here and this was pre the realms of zoom guitar lessons and I'd done my grade eight. So we just said, ah, which is sad because he taught me he's literally seen me grow up He'd my classical guitar teacher i walked in age six and i walked out age 18 so it's wow. been a massive part of my life so it was, it was a sad day i was like oh
1: <laughs> well this has definitely come up in other conversations we've had too like man the effect of a good teacher like oh
2: it's a wow. good teacher like i i think that's one thing that i've like when i have taught i've preached i've been like look the teacher is the main thing. Like if you don't like your teacher, you're not gonna learn. Like I remember my first year of my degree at, at my university, you get an hour a week with a base teacher. And in my first year, it wasn't his fault. It's just, I personally didn't like, like vibe off him. And so I didn't really try in the lessons and I just did my own thing. And then in second year, I got this most, who I have this year as well, the most incredible teacher and he taught me double bass and like the amount I've achieved with him on bass guitar and double bass in that space of time like I've been playing double bass uh, just over a year and I'm like doing I'm in an orchestra a youth orchestra I auditioned and got in and like I'm doing over grade eight like solo pieces oh, but it's because of him yeah. and then the hard work I've done because if it wasn't for the teacher and the way he explains things that work for me but some people may not like his teaching style but for me it's like perfect and the same with david that classical guitar teacher i mean Let's he tolerated see. me for how how <laughs> many years is that like 12 years he, he tolerated tolerates me. you tolerates you what, yeah what tolerates? yeah I was probably the most annoying child in the world. And I like, didn't <laughs> practice. I'd walk in and I'd be like, haven't practiced. And he'd be like, why? And I was like, because I didn't want to. And he'd just be like, okay, fine. And just take it and then carry on and just be an absolute legend. I mean, that guy deserves a medal. The patience he had with me when I was a child.
0: <laughs> so, how did he react to that? Like, how did, what was your mentality back? Because it's reminding me of when I had piano lessons. That's right. And literally, I would not practice until the day I had to go. And I desperately tried to learn what I was supposed to learn and go play it the day of. (laughs) And I could tell by the look on my teacher's face, they were super pissed at me. Yeah. (laughs) But they didn't actually say it. They're just kind of like, okay, Ryan, but you need to practice.
2: Yeah, he never, he was very clever. He never really told me off because I think he knew that would probably. Un, like unengage me and I'd just be like oh, whatever <laughs> um or like I'd probably challenge it I was a really annoying child so I think what he did <laughs> is he almost was just like he just act quite disappointed and for me his like his thought on me or his opinion on me was so important that that would be enough for me to be like I don't want David hate with this week I have to practice and it like that and was alone enough to make me sit down and practice and my mum also being like have you practiced today and i'd be like okay and then i'd go and practice (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like
1: you had good support from your mom and your your you know your family to help you
2: my mom like came to every guitar lesson
1: oh wow cool um
2: basically until i learned to drive and then i drove myself and she thought that was so weird when i was 17 she was like you can go on your own now i was like yeah i'm
3: an adult now
0: Moms are that way when it comes to (laughs) when you're getting your freedoms, eh? Yeah. It seems like their heart sinks a little bit. It's hard
2: Yeah, I went to... When I moved out to go to university because I'm the younger one of the two when my sister moved out my mom obviously still had me at home so she was kind of okay with it and then I moved out and she bought goldfish. It's like a... She was like "They're, they're my children. I was like what she was what like they're gonna replace or... you and my sister i was like right we already had dogs but she needed more i think oh that's
0: that's sweet <laughs> goldfish did she name them after you too <laughs>
2: no she didn't like they do have names but i don't i can't They're, they're still downstairs. so i don't know what their names are so <laughs> it's like
0: millie jr
2: yeah oh
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh,
1: yeah i just something you said about the your teacher about engagement that really got me thinking because there's just something about a good teacher that can get a student like engaged in the process yeah. especially mm-hmm. when it comes to music it's um I don't know it's and not every teacher is going to mesh with every student like yeah. I had uh, I had a trombone instructor when I was in high school that sort of took a liking to me and we hit it off and like we got along great and so I was a sponge and I got a lot out of him but I know a lot mm-hmm. of people that I went to school with thought of him as the mean teacher. Like, no, yeah. like not everyone liked him, but the people that liked him loved him. It was like, you were like yeah. on one camp or the other. And it's like, the people who thought, you know, he was great. They're just like, you know, diehard. Fan. He's great. But it's funny. I, I don't know what it is about like when you find someone that understands your personality and can connect with you and then like help yeah. you like rope you in. And then you're involved mm. in the process, right. Of, of learning. Yeah, this it instrument. is. And
2: it's, It's like, for me, I think the one thing is I always care what other people think. And I think if I have loads of respect for that teacher and what they've achieved, I will always want them to think highly of me. So then I will always go and work so hard to try and make sure that they don't be like, oh, she's not very good. I want them to Mm. be like, oh, she works hard. Like, it doesn't matter if you're good or not. If you work hard, that gets you like very far. So I've always tried to live by that as a child, not so much. But as I got older and I realized (laughs) that... much better (laughs) but there's i mean there's some teachers like we did the first year of university had this class called improvisation and it's where you go in and there was like you all sat in a circle different musicians and you would like solo improvise and before university i hadn't done anything like this because i'd come from a sheet like sheet music reading background improvisation No, 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 not my thing. And I remember the first lesson we go in, and like these are all these people I'd never met. And there was like this like guitarist, he was American, so talented. This, like another guitarist, incredibly talented, the drummer, they all had like their very big personalities and very confident because they they can solo and they were jazzers. And the teacher is an incredible bass jazz player. I didn't know this at the time. And he was like, right, we're gonna go around the room and solo. And I was like, oh no like i have never soloed in my life i was like i don't know what to do like my heart you know when your heart's going and you think you're gonna be sick you're so nervous. oh
0: yeah i've been there
2: and i was like i don't know what, to do, I don't know what to do. and it got to me and i just froze and i just did a bass line just like down the bottom of the neck because i didn't know what to do and he was like stop stop that was like oh, can i swear on this i don't know do, that do you
1: no, that no was, rules
2: he basically told me it was shit and I was like, wow. oh, my okay. God. Jeez. Like He had like the, you know, the teacher on Whiplash. It wasn't yeah. that bad. But that's like, I think he had, but he had already clocked me. I think he'd already completely clocked me and knew that kind of thing would work. So I was like, oh my God, like crying inside. Like petrified, went home, called my mum, bawled my eyes out. I was like, it went so bad. I'm so embarrassed. And then like, I didn't turn up for like two weeks because I was just petrified. But I was at home practicing, 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 learning how to solo. And then I went back Mm -hmm. in there and then he was one of the best teachers I had in first year. Because he realized that like he I'd gone home and I'd literally like slaved over my instrument to try and not embarrass myself. And then I'd come back and that worked really well. Like I still can't solo. It's still not my thing. But I have the confidence to do it in the improvisation class now that I didn't have in first year. And that teacher, again, like he's incredible. And he taught me. I learned so much from him. Mm. Um, But that first lesson I was like, OMG, what's going on? (laughs)
0: your response to it uh says a lot about you oh for sure because in that in that instance it could go one of two ways it could be like uh maybe i'm not cut out for this or maybe i'm gonna work Mm. harder like you said to be able to do it
2: some people hated it he did it to a couple of other people and they just didn't turn up they just never went after that because in university in england you don't well you should but like you don't really have to go to your lectures you can like especially with that where it's a practical vocational class you can pass without going so people just didn't go and just did the written work Um, if they were too scared to go. And I i mean, I did for the first two weeks. I was just petrified. I didn't know what to do with myself. So I was like, oh, and then I finally, you know, <laughs> grew the balls and went again because it was, I mean, it was a boys club. <laughs> this is the other thing. Like I find with music, it's such a boys club that like in that, it was all boys and then right. me and it, because all the singers aren't involved and all the girls in my year are singers huh. by like two guitarists that weren't in my class. And like one pianist and they weren't in my class. So I was the only girl in that room and it is, it's a boys club. And then I'm sat there and I'm going, Ooh, I don't know what to do. And I find that a lot. Um, Like it is, it is sometimes like especially within rhythm sections and thing it is, you are normally the only girl and hmm. that can sometimes be a problem, but at the same time, it can also work in your, to your advantage as well. So it kind of depends.
0: We've noticed that. Um, the ladies in the business tend to have a few more obstacles to overcome because of that. Yeah. Just some stuff that I feel like we don't really run
1: into the dudes don't.
2: Mm, I think it's like uh, when I was started gigging at college, so age 16 to like 18, you'd like, you know, so I did my first gig and my mom was watching my number one supporter, So we love my mom and she's watching this gig and I was in like a hoodie and jeans and I was playing and after the gig, she was like, I think you need to wear a skirt. She was like, cause you mistake you. If you look, if you're standing right at the back, you just think that's a boy. She was like, no bad. Like, it's not cause you look bad. It's just cause you're wearing boyish clothes. Cause I wasn't a, like a girly girl. And she was like, you've got to wear a skirt. So from literally that day onwards, every single gig I do now, unless like my, I don't have a skirt to hand, I will always wear a skirt because it's like a, you need to break the stereotype, I guess. But it's because I always get at gigs and I've had so many times. I've lost count of how many times you're walking around. And um, if someone, you're talking to someone and they're like, are you performing? I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm performing. And if I don't have my guitar with me, they'll go, are you singing then? Oh, I'm uh... like, no, I'm actually not singing. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear me sing, actually.
0: <laughs> there's... Does that wear on you or does that get old after a while? Or is it just something you come to terms with and do your best to, to try to change it or try to be part of the change in that sense?
2: Um, I mean, it happened a lot when I was younger. It doesn't really, it hasn't really happened since being in Liverpool. I actually haven't had it happen. Um, maybe just like stroke of luck that I haven't. All um, things are changing because obviously it has been a couple of years now and people look maybe a bit more careful Um, but I mean, the worst thing, the worst thing that's happened to me in terms of like someone mistaking me and whatever was when I went to buy that Fender, my first full size bass. I mean, I was only about 14, maybe 13. Uh And I walk into this big shop in where I live called Anderton's. That's like a huge guitar shop. It's like so cool in there. And I walk in and, um, they go, hi, hi, how can I help you? What are you here to get? And I was like, oh, I'm here to get like a bass guitar. I really like like the Fender jazz basses and they were like, I would go home, little girl.
1: What? Wow. Whoa. Whoa. Jeez. A music <laughs> shot? You don't want my money?
2: Yeah. I was like, well, like, I've saved up all my pocket money, you know. I've done, you know, I've walked the dogs and got paid for it. Like I've done all these things around the house and earned my pocket money and you're know, saying no. I mean I still bought I don't know why I bought it and I still go back there. I don't even know why. Because um- <laughs>
1: <laughs> 'cause you're cool. Um, yeah
2: yeah because <laughs> you're not now gonna let in some
1: in guy because you, <laughs> you have confidence i just i can't i mean i can believe that because you're telling it to me but man like really okay wow
3: Yeah,
2: I guess in England, customer service isn't high on the priority list. (laughs) In America, you know, customer service is great and him. (laughs) But, like, no, I was really shocked by it. And I said to my mum, like, it really upset me. I remember being quite upset by it. (laughs) Like, I was, yeah, just very upset by it. And then, you know, I got my bass. And I think that was a turning point for me because I was like, I'm going to prove these, like, guys that work in a guitar shop wrong. (laughs) Like... I like, bugger them! I'm going to do well now because they're telling me that you know I should go home and not play bass. Well, you know what? I'm going to play bass and I'm going to prove them wrong. I think that was I was determined. I think with me, when someone tells me I can't do something, it gives me the ammunition to go and do it. I'm like get fired up when people are like, "You can't do that." I'm like, "We, well, yeah, I can." Lights the fire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it gets me very like tunnel vision. <laughs>
1: I know the feeling. Well, I used yeah. to be one of those dudes working at the guitar shop. I hope I never did that to anyone. I don't think I did. <laughs> he's but like, man. He, he's like, wait a minute. I used to work at that guitar shop. <laughs> no, how no. long ago was not this? Not in the UK. Not in England. <laughs> uh, yeah. Just in Phoenix. But no, I mean, um, yeah, I could, I could, I get it. Like the culture isn't that different. Like what I kind of vibe. still get like in one of those... going
2: in there. Like Do you? I find you go into like the bass bit. And if there's a member of staff, like, they won't say anything to you, except for that one guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) They won't say anything to you, but they are, like, in their head. You just, I don't know if they are, but I always feel like they're questioning. Are they? they They're looking over
1: their shoulder. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah,
2: and almost like they think you don't know what you're talking about as well. And it's like no i've done my research like i think i know what instrument i want like your opinion's great and i'd love your opinion but don't tell me like don't tell me what to do like i know what <laughs> instrument i'm in here for i think they they think they can be a you know and it's actually no come on i got oh, this what? i hope
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm so sorry I, I was gonna ask you i just uh do you so are you still playing the fender jazz bass now in terms of your electric uh i saw i well i thought i saw um was it a music band bass, five-string bass? On yeah, some
2: your... so, I got, so I got the Fender Jazz and I actually sold that now just because ah. I, at some basis, is going to come for me. I personally don't get on with jazzes. I think it's the thin neck, which is oh, yeah? ridiculous because I've got tiny hands, so you think huh. I'd like it. Um, but I just, I never really got on. I've had two different jazzes and I just haven't really got on with them. Um, and then at 16, I before college, I worked at a coffee shop for four pounds an hour all summer. <laughs> And saved up all my money to buy a Ernie Ball Stingray, Um, a brand new one. It was like, I literally had, I don't know how many, hundreds and hundreds of hours I had to work at the coffee shop. Um, (laughs) And I went and bought that at 16. And then, yeah, I got a Marcus Miller Sire, but I, again, didn't get on with it because of the jazz pickup. So I sold that. And then I got another Music Man last year. And then on Christmas Day this year, I got an email from, I just hadn't checked my emails in a few days, from the Ernie Ball marketing guy being like, hey, love your Instagram. Like, let's collab. And I was like, what's this? I was like, no, 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 this isn't, this can't be real. I was like, no, cause 16 year old Mealy would have cried at this. And I was like, huh. <laughs> So I kind of left it for Christmas day, but it was. I was like, oh, I have to reply. So I replied after Christmas. And then he emailed back again. I was like, what's going on? And now I am an only ball artist. Like I am on their artist roster and that's like an incredible opportunity.
3: That's huge. Um, And I'm
2: in regular contact with them and the guy, he's so lovely. The marketing guy that obviously deals with all of the artists from all around the world. And that, that's been a very big achievement for me personally recently to be, you know, they just saw that I literally only use a music man on my Instagram bar, like the odd P base. (laughs) Um, and thought let's sign her up so that's an incredible thing and I, i'm so grateful to them for that because it is like i'm so lucky to get you know strings and they support me and it, it's it's just great and i get to play music like my two music men i bought like one is a 1989 five string stingray that i got second hand in manchester which is up north in england um and then yeah the white uh four string i had since I was 16, it's like my child because the Cook. hours of work that went into <laughs> buying that was insane. So... The coffee
1: shop hours.
2: Yeah, yeah. the 16 year old mealy making coffees for people that probably weren't that good because I'm not very good at it, but we <laughs> just did it anyway. You
0: did what you had to do. Yeah. You got it done.
1: <laughs> you got it done. That's cool. Yeah. And congratulations. Yeah, that's congratulations. So that's
0: cool. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. You. Yeah, I, people, just...
2: I remember. I like, we had to do a business plan for uni and it said on it, like your timeline. And I was like, oh, maybe I'll get like a smaller string deal when I'm like 25. And then like on Christmas, this came through and I was like, scrap the plan, doing it now.
1: <laughs> and it's
2: only ball. So great. <laughs> well, maybe
1: it's that you wrote it down, Mili. And like, I find that like, if you're serious and you're dedicated, like, like someone like you and you write down mm. goals, like th- what comes your way is better than you could have imagined because like you're yeah. after it. Like you're hustling, you're working. That's cool. Because I, I just bought a pair of Ernie Balls or uh, like a, a couple different sets of strings. They're great strings. Like they're fantastic. They're great companies. strings.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I really have the great. luxury now. I mean, before I was with Ernie Ball, I was putting strings on and not changing them for months on end. <laughs> and then taking them off, boiling them in fairy liquid and putting them back on again because it's they're fairy- so, they're you know, it's like 25 pounds and it's like $30, 35 yeah, big isn't it? So, Bass strings are expensive. You, expensive. Can't, you can't replace them all the time. I, I can't afford it. I'm a student and I've got to pay my rent up in Liverpool even though I'm not there because of the pandemic.
3: Right. And, um,
2: <laughs> like, it's, you know, so I didn't. And now, I mean, literally since the, since it's come about, I've changed my strings twice and I'm like constant fresh strings like what is this sorcery (laughs) it's incredible
1: (laughs) speaking of sorcery when i tried to type your name into my phone it autocorrected to merlin and i wondered if you knew anything about that
2: yeah or merlo I'm either a red wine or Merlin. Auto So <laughs>
0: you're a base wizard.
1: Well, I was going to say I saw you know wizardry going on, so I wondered if you knew if you had arranged that with Apple or you know you got this no. sponsorship deal with Ernie Ball. You're big time now. So
2: <laughs> no, I sometimes come up as Merlot. So yeah, I guess I'm either a red wine or a magician there you or Mealy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah,
1: it's like no I'll add to dictionary. Like no.
2: Really? <laughs> yeah i need to add it well my name's amelia like officially on oh, like, okay, my okay. identification but amelia is my nickname it used to just be kind of my nickname um like at home and then i got to school age 11 and there were three amelias in my class so <laughs> wow. i was like hey really? just call me Meely," and then it just kind of stuck stuck and- yeah
1: yeah because that's not um, a name i i don't i don't think i've ever met another amelia personally like I, it's not a name that's super common over here but I've yeah, I heard think it it's before. more common.
2: It's quite a British name. I know quite a lot of Amelia's. So maybe it's English, but
1: yeah, yeah I know
2: quite a lot, especially in my age. There must have been it must have been oh, popular in the
1: year the 2000. Tell me about I mean, Michael everywhere like <laughs> I went to, you <laughs> know, kindergarten and it was like there was five Michaels in the class. If you don't five. know, Michael,
0: you haven't lived. <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> everywhere.
1: We're everywhere taking over
0: Amelia, I'm kind of <laughs> curious, um, you know, doing studio bass work
3: Mm -hmm.
0: you talked about how literally when you started playing bass you didn't know how to to improvise Mm -hmm. and i know in in this when someone calls you in to do bass work there's a lot of improvisation there and there's a lot of you know kind of on the spot type of stuff unless they have something written out for you how was Mm -hmm. that like the first time someone called you to do some work for them What was that experience like? Can I
2: even recall that? I guess the first time I played someone else's stuff that wasn't... Because I started doing band covers, so you were kind of playing the song, but sometimes you put your own stuff in. I guess you got vocabulary from other players at that point. And then I got to college, and then it was like we did our own band stuff. I guess... I don't really, like... I think as the years have gone on, like I've developed my own vocabulary and like, I love a pentatonic. That's always a go-to. Um, they're my favorite. I think you, yeah. They're, they're always a safe option. You right. Exactly. You sound good. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think you, like, I've had loads of lessons um, since lockdown with the guy that plays Hamilton in the West End. Um, and he has a very, very good opinion on like playing once you get to a certain standard, which is just play every player's music and then you learn their different vocabulary and you make it into your own. And um, I think that's one thing that I've done a lot of, like playing loads of Jameson and loads of Motown because the vocabulary in that is just, you know, beautiful. Yeah. And you can you can take and pick bits out. And then when you play something that kind of style, you can use it. But I think with like, playing artists like original stuff that really kicked off at university and I guess it was just like they gave me a chord chart or just sometimes dictated the chords to me there and then and said let's go and we just went and that was like you know I just had to go on the spot and I think as I've gone through uni it's definitely got stronger um, especially because of like those petrifying improvisation classes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like, it's just got, I don't solo any of this stuff. So I'm much happier down the good end of the fretboard doing the bass job. Um, but yeah, I guess it, over the years I've just kind of developed as you just, as you're like, you do something one day as you think it's just a mistake and then you're like, that actually sounds okay. So maybe I'll I'll keep that and that stays in my brain, but I don't really, when I'm playing, or if like on a musical theatre score there's slashes, like you have the music and then it just has slashes with the chords and says similar. Similar. Um, (laughs) I don't really think about it anymore. I just kind of, it's like your brain, after a certain point, it starts to go on autopilot and it's only when like, you know, I'm in a playing for an artist that has very jazzy chords or very complex and they want a specific thing that then i'll really then start honing in and thinking about it and go home and figure something out before the studio um but i enjoy studio work a lot like that's a, quite a fun thing i just like being in a studio the sitting around while they set up and the eating loads of biscuits i always find that maybe that's <laughs> a british thing like one artist i work with meg she always brings bourbons and we just sit there just like i was on hoping bourbon. the biscuit
0: thing wasn't <laughs> gonna <good>. come <We room laughs> up <laughs>
3: I, for
1: some reason, the biscuit I, things come up a, a couple. Since of times you brought it up, I'll, you brought it up. I'm going to so. go here.
0: I, yeah. sorry, I apologize ahead of time, to our UK <laughs> listeners. I I first heard, like what we consider a cookie, <laughs> to be called a biscuit by Australians,
3: and yeah. I, because
0: they're like, we're gonna get, we're gonna get some biscuits, and I'm like, okay, and then I see them, and I'm like, wait a minute, those are cookies. Yeah. So, if they call those biscuits cookies, they biscuits?
2: are like squidgy, biscuits are like hot. Sorry, that's how I think of my, it.
1: My English is not too good. Squidgy, what word did you just use? What was that? Squishy, squishy, squishy.
2: like squishy. But like, what did you like, say? Squidgy?
1: Squidgy. squidgy, squidgy. That's a word, not,
2: is it? I'm pretty, oh, I don't know. Maybe no, I'm
1: learning, I'm trying to learn. I, mean- <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I've never heard that word yeah, ever. We can pick up any, you know, no. In- but just so you think I'm not I'm not trying to tease you because like earlier when you were using the word vocabulary to describe like how you were um, picking up on different like styles of genre like that to me is I I I love the way you use that word because it is a, like oh, a language. Yeah. You know, you said it that is, earlier yeah. too, each instrument, each style of music, it's like its own language. Language is fun. Like that's a word mm. I've never ever heard. Like <laughs> squidgy. Squidgy, so yeah, that's one. how
2: that's my science on biscuits and cookies anyway. I love it. Going on off on a side note. That's yeah, so I, i'd I guess, say most british people agree with me on that i may be wrong but okay. I would, that's how i would say as a british point of view that's how the difference is
0: <laughs> i need to take part in this someday so the biscuits I, are the hard ones they're the ones yeah. that are crunchy that you dip into your tea yeah yeah I, I, those still are
1: the
2: ones.
1: I still can't get over that like you dip biscuits in tea well if that's a thing warm. that's a th-
0: the tea's yeah. obviously warm I right?
2: chocolate bar in tea have you never done that that's Dairy that milk.
0: sounds like a really good idea wow <laughs> no no it, like, i
2: can't
3: the chocolate.
1: i'm oh, sorry so it's oh tired.
0: really that is brilliant maybe it
1: is my my <laughs> my bias uh, just from where i grew up in the world but i just can't i can't you say that i'm like i can't think of that what kind of tea can you dip chocolate in, in warm stove? tea the chocolate doesn't
2: go in the tea the chocolate doesn't go like you dip it in but the chocolate isn't like interspersed with the tea you just get like tea on your chocolate and then you like eat it
0: this is like not something I've ever done up. okay All right. I believe it. you I've just never tried try it I'm up for the I'm up for the challenge here. I don't really drink try warm it and tea you'll
2: much me later yeah <laughs> okay.
0: Oh, okay I'll come back we'll I'll be do... messaging you like you're right <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh we'll try it and we'll be like ah Amelia was right on this one <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna she make make learn it, that in we're college, gonna make a YouTube video <laughs> all about it like we're gonna try out tea for the <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> tea biscuits for americans try
0: british tea
1: we, we could do a reaction
0: video that's there you go that's funny <laughs> amelia i noticed that on your instagram uh most of your posts it seems like every time you post it's a um different genre or mm. a different like feel to the base track that you're playing is that kind of purposeful. I think you kind of mentioned that a little bit as far as just keeping yourself well rounded and delving into different styles.
2: Yeah, I guess it's either whatever Ian, the Hamilton guy, the incredible teacher I have one of my I have loads of incredible teachers actually at the moment. Um, what he introduces me to because normally I'm like, wow, this is so cool. And I would, like learn it. And then I'm like, Oh, I'll put it on Instagram. But like recently, <laughs> since Ernie Ball, I've started to more like plan my videos and like think, what is the purpose of posting this? Um, so because I wanna do theater, I do a lot of like theater videos and obviously theater is so varied. Like yeah. in terms of genre, you've got the classical orchestral ones, you've got the Lin-Manuel Miranda, more modern stuff. You've got the spanish kind of stuff. Mm. You've got the regular pop, the funk, the disco, like MT has everything. If you like wanna find it, like every genre possible. And then I guess the other videos, Like, that aren't the musical theatre stuff is just, it is kind of what I'm learning or it's like, what will people enjoy, I guess. So I'm like, oh, okay, there's this really cool Michael Jackson song with a slap bass line. I want to play that. Right. And then I'm like, oh, and I'll film it for Instagram because I know people will enjoy that because A, Michael Jackson and B, slap bass. Everyone loves slap bass.
3: So we'll do that.
2: (laughs) (laughs)
0: the line that caught me on one of your videos i was first introduced to it it was a s- song that will smith did for the men in black movie
3: oh okay hey.
0: i don't know what the original song is Do you just the
1: clue? two of us no that not was- just the two of us that's not uh, that wasn't the men in black was it man i can't remember the the tune i haven't seen the men in black movies yeah. in years it's been a long
0: time I probably should have had that queued up or something. Didn't have a queued I'm up. I'm not gonna. Nice. I'm not gonna try <laughs> to sing
3: it. <laughs> yes, please go ahead. Try. Do you
0: want me to attempt to do it? I would it, love it the bass and see if you bass, yeah, can then. recognize it. All right. It's... Wait, recognize.
2: is this something that's on my Instagram? or it? Yeah. Like
0: any? <laughs>
1: You can admit that you're lost. Is I'm it, as lost as you right
0: now. Is it
2: right a anymore. recent one or is it an old one?
0: I don't I know.
2: Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. There's so my, many on there that, that I've stocked up over this past yeah, My, my mouth base isn't
0: very recognized.
2: <laughs> 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 hey,
0: I gave it an honest try, man. Oh, is,
2: um, is it? Oh, no, 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 I think I've got it. I think I've got it. It's what you I posted did. only like two weeks ago. Uh, hold on. Now I've got the bassline stuck in my head and I can't think of the song and it's going to annoy me. So I'm going to have to stalk my own Instagram to find it.
0: That's one of my favorite basslines ever. They're just something about. Why
1: it. is it stalking? Stalking your own bassline, your own Instagram? She's just checking it out, you know. I'm just wondering. Do you stalked? Oh, right? There you me go. Not.
2: Forget me nots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the one. I that's a that
0: great bassline, isn't it? like oh, when I hear so that good. I just want to hear it over and over and over you probably played yeah. that like 100 times over it's probably irresistible yeah. not to
3: <laughs> it
2: is no and I that one I think it's was it I think Ian introduced me to that one again because I learned learn to ages ago and then I kind of read and I was like oh yeah that is a really cool song let's do that
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: um that's normally how it goes and like I find there's um there's really good for bassists online I think it's Aidan Hampson. He does transcription booklets of players, spotlighting players. And they're, because online transcriptions, they're hit or miss. And these are very accurate and really good. And they've got tab as well for people that don't read music. And they're really good because you could just like get a whole book for I think they're like $15. And um, like, all the good songs of like jameson or something and then you can just like learn them and then you like learn all the hits from jameson and then you can move on and learn another player um and they're really good to like spotlight players and learn all the different players like playing techniques
0: and if you have time to listen to that will smith song (laughs) for the men in black movie just they they sample the bass line that's where oh do they yeah. okay. oh that's where you got it
2: i'll google it after this i'll give it yeah watch the
0: video there's like dancing aliens and stuff if you can get through it it's a yeah, it's an interesting aliens. little <laughs> hey gotta, dancing gotta aliens will smith. will smith and a really cool bass line what can... else do you
1: want in life i don't know it all starts with a good bass line well, we've yeah. talked about this before like you listen to any hit song or anything you know you check the bass It's got to pass the bass test you know it's got to have a good a good bass line to even pass that mustard i think a lot for a lot of these hit songs
2: yeah i think it gets to a point as a musician as well where your hearing goes from enjoying music to critical hearing yeah or like you can't concentrate like i now find like i'm in the process of writing my dissertation which is like your final essay of your degree and um i cannot listen to music because my mind just goes off and I'm like oh that's a cool bass line oh what are they doing there one two and I'm like counting like trying to figure out the bass line almost transcribing it in my head and it's like I can't because I'm trying to write and so I have to listen to classical piano music to drown out my family because that's like the only (laughs) thing is I can like make it like white noise in a way and then just kind of do my essay but music wise now I have to be concentrating to listen to it because my brain just starts concentrating on just the music and mainly the bass line.
0: <laughs> it's funny how that happens. We've talked about that a lot. Yeah. Once you get to a certain point in your musicianship and with your ear, that's kind of what happens. Like your brain wants to break down every song that you hear. Yeah. yeah, like uh, I can hear a cartoon theme song on TV and I'm like, oh, wow, that's kind of a cool baseline on there. He's like, done like... that to me. He's like, "Dude, do you remember this cartoon theme
1: song? I was like, no. And he'll send me the link and it's this cartoon. And I'm like. I have to agree with you, man. The bass sounds great. And the, the, these studio musicians had a fantastic time putting this thing together. The, the vocals yeah. and the, like, oh my gosh, you want to break this thing down. And like, as a kid, I was just like, you know, bend, rescue, ring yeah. I just sing along,
2: you know. Nice time. Yeah. And now it's like, what have they done there? Like, yeah. like I the drummers, they're putting like, oh my God, what snare is that? And like the keyboard's like, oh, what patch have they used? And like the yeah. bass, I'm like, is that a P bass or a jazz bass? Like, it's, you just can't. It's, it gets to the point that, yeah, you're constantly just trying to figure out what that person's done because you want to replicate it. <laughs> yeah. I,
0: I don't like know the- if that do you think that takes away from the enjoyment? I don't know. if I think it kind of it enhances it, doesn't depends it? Depends how you look at it. Huh?
2: I think yeah. it depends on the mood. Like, if I just want to relax then, no, I wish my brain wouldn't do that. But if I'm in, like, a, a good mood and I, like, I'm doing something where, like, cooking that I doesn't like concentration you don't need as much you can kind of drift then I'm happy like I'm like yeah cool like with musical theatre soundtracks I always find the first thing of learning a show is listening to it and I've got to be concentrating to do that because like I need to listen to it and then you learn it. So like I normally have the pad up and I'll just literally just watch the dots move I have no guitar I also find that's like a thing that I've learned in the past year is you can practice I was injured and you learn when you've injured yourself that you can also practice without your instrument in your hand like you can so because i had to learn because i injured my shoulder playing double bass i couldn't play i had like a good two three weeks off and then it was a very slow build it back up again and i had quite a lot to prepare for but i literally was like rationing the time i could play because i could only play for an hour a day so i was trying to figure out what to do and I had to do a lot of orchestral prep for an orchestral thing. And I, in the end, the practice was sat on my bed with the sheet music, with headphones on, listening to it. And I actually think I played it better as a result of just before I even got the instrument out and tuned it up, I sat there and I listened to what was going on in the whole picture before Uh, focusing on that one small part
1: the broader view of the piece like you heard everything and then you could like yeah oh i see
2: and you kind of know what it sounds like so you're not like picking it up the instrument are going one two three four one like you know Mm. where it's going to place because you know what else is going on and i think double bass specifically has completely revolutionized the way i practice because i've had to be quite scientific with it that's how my teacher explains it like, he will not let me play something until I can sing it. He's like, you've got to sing it first. You can't play it until you can sing it because you don't know how it goes. And I, I guess with a fretless instrument, that is a thing. And that's, so my lesson half time, I'm going da, 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 like this first. And then I'm obviously normally it sounds better than that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and like, I'm clapping the tempo and he's like, no, rhythm's wrong. Try again. And the instrument's like huh. nowhere to be seen at this point. And now I've almost put that onto bass guitar. I'm like sit there before the instrument's even picked up and I'm clapping the rhythms or I'm doing something just to get everything going. And then once my brain is like engaged, then I warm up my hands and my arms and then get the instrument out and go from there.
1: This is just cool to hear your process because it just, it sounds like you spend a lot of time sort of like absorbing, like taking it in before you Mm. out, like before the output. I just i like that i think
2: that's a very classical musician way of looking at it and that's how i've learned because of well classical guitar yeah i actually yeah classical guitar used to be at the beginning of a grade in my first lesson of that grade like when i finished the previous exam i'd sit there and he'd play me all the pieces of that grade and i'd pick them so there it was the same thing i'd listen to them all then i'd go that one's cool and i think what now i've done a 360 because i kind of quit classical and now I'm kind of I'm coming back because of double bass and doing classical again.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm having to do that again, and like I think in it, the it, it double bass doing the classical practice because obviously classical musicians they just like the string players like you know the guys that will end up being the big guys they just do it Oh, I can't do that. I can't sit nine to five and play like I would lose my mind. Like <laughs> like trying to learn something like you. I just my concentration I don't have enough capacity to sit there all day like <laughs> and one, two, three, four. Um so I've had to figure out other ways to practice without constantly being behind the instrument. And then so like so I don't lose the love for it. Cause I find if you like over the first UK lockdown where I think the whole kind of world was in lockdown last March, I just was like, right, I'm gonna get good at double bass. And I completely channeled myself into it. But I was doing like seven hours a day and yeah, I was achieving things, but I was achieving what I could have achieved in an hour of quality practice in seven hours of like, not so good, Tiddling? if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, No, no, yeah, I get And like sitting on my phone and then just not being, just playing through something when I haven't actually learned it instead of going, that was out of tune. Let's correct that. I just power on. And actually if I spent two minutes, you know, on that and subdivided it into a small thing for just an hour, it probably would have sounded better. Mm -hmm. um so i think that's the past year in lockdown has made me realize how to practice how to make everything sound good and how to try and absorb it in the best possible way if that makes sense
1: yeah i mean you're you're taking advantage of the time and like
2: you know saying you're still
1: sharpening your craft like you you, but smarter practice is better i agree Mm -hmm. like versus well i spend a lot of time listening to music probably more than playing producing we've had discussions about practicing every day but i try to make Mm. that time uh productive too like the stuff i'm listening to has a purpose or i'm i'm working on something for the show or whatever so but no i i I love hearing about the process too because like oh another thing about being a musician right is like you mentioned practice like that part is not ever done like even at you know our age right and people who are older who are you know masters they still practice like they have a process for it and you can't really get away from that like to be a musician you have to play that instrument yeah you're old
0: old. you're older than me i just turned 16
3: (laughs) (laughs) i just got my
1: driver's license okay bro not sure
2: yeah no practice is a massive thing and i think it depends on the genre like the genre that you specialize in depends on your attitude towards it i find um but like i what i've tried to do is take the classical attitude on the double base of the like practice, you know, well and the thing and put it onto the contemporary like today, for example, I only practiced for half an hour, but the half an hour that I did do was productive. So I feel satisfied with today. Like Mm. I used to put so much pressure on myself and I wish I now look back and go, Melee, why did you do that? Like I literally the first lockdown I scheduled each day. And if it was like I was five minutes to the end of this hour long practice session, I would sit there for 5 minutes to wait for that hour to be up and then I'd get up instead of just going right that's enough now let's get up and come back later I'd literally sit there trying to make it sound good when my brain is gone
3: yeah, <laughs> yeah it's hard. left
2: the room my brain left the room but my body stayed in the room it's like no go with the brain <laughs> have stayed. a break come back <laughs>
1: i get it but at the same time there's periods where you need that discipline, right? And you need to force yourself to do it, even yeah. if you're not all there. And mm. it's like, once you reach a certain point of mastery, maybe you don't need to, to put that much pressure on yourself, but I actually liken it to like, well, like fighters, because you reach a certain level where you learn to fight in martial arts, where you maybe not necessarily need to spar all the time because it's hard on your body. And I think it's the mm-hmm. same thing, like with your brain, You know you need to push your brain right you need to push your abilities but at the same time you can get burnout if you keep pushing all the time and you never i've
2: experienced burnout about probably about uh, burnout really bad like i've experienced it about four or five times this year where i've really burnt out to the point that i literally i remember even like a couple of weeks ago i like burnt out of an afternoon and i just felt so tired and so drained and i just stared at the instrument i was like i don't want to practice today And that's okay like that's Mm. okay to take a day off and just rest and come back tomorrow and i sometimes find like i had i've had a good few people on instagram message me which is funny because i don't really in the grand scheme of things have that many followers but the people that do kind of message me i've had loads going how do you practice so much and i have to say well yeah okay if you look at my stories it looks like i'm sat there all day but i'm you know i'm doing other things i'm taking the dogs to walk i'm going outside I'm making a cup of tea, you know. I'm doing, <laughs> dipping biscuits
1: in the tea. Sorry.
2: Yeah, dipping chocolate in the tea. Oh, <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, well, Pam, right. we should write that Yeah, write it down. And like, I'm doing other things. And like, you have to, especially with social media, remember that anyone's Instagram is normally a highlight reel of their life. And that I like it on my Instagram. You could be like, oh, she never has a moment where she wants to quit. And it's like, oh, yeah, I have that all the time <laughs> where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't know what to do in my life. Like, oh, should I be doing this? Should I be doing something else? Maybe I could just, you know, be a dog walker or, you know, something else. Walker. And then I'm like, no, Mealy, you're going to do this. Like, you've had a bad afternoon. Forget about it and move on tomorrow morning. And I think at the moment, yeah, I have the time to be like, it's fine. Walk away and think. But yeah, if you like with a show, if you get called and say, can you dep tomorrow night? you've got that window of time so the whole show. It doesn't matter right. where your brain is, if it's out the room or in the room, you've got to just learn this show. Mm-hmm. Um and the pressure's up. But yeah, for now with coronavirus, it is kind in a weird way having this extra time is nice because I don't have to completely force myself to go for hours and hours on end and burn out. I can, yeah. you know, but I did really burn out. A good few times over the like the past year because I just pushed myself too far and I, I lost the love for it for a couple of days and I just had to stop and take a breather and then come back refreshed for sure
0: that process of you know branching out improving your skills learning new things it works your brain in a very specific way and it is surprisingly dr- it drains you. Like I think of learning a classical piece, a brand Mm. new one, like that feeling you get in your brain, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get through this thing, you know, so. I find
2: starting is the worst bit yeah (laughs) i've i've done marathon training and it was always getting out the door was the hardest bit on going on a run when you had those long runs and i find it's the same it's getting started it's like if my teacher says here's a new piece a classical like solo concerto double bass solo piece i go okay cool and then we finish the lesson and then it normally takes me about three days to build up the confidence to actually start it (laughs) like just i'll I'll practice other things but i'll avoid that piece until i have to do it Mm. and then it's like oh god my lesson's in three days i've got to start it and then i will like it it's almost i find in music it's starting things sometimes it's the hardest thing it's like if there's like, I have an instagram collaboration coming up where it's not necessarily my strong point in playing and i've had this a couple of times I put it off. I'm I'm a real, I'll sit on things for ages until I, I'll get it in <laughs> on time, but I will leave it until I have to do it.
3: Oh, until I know they all have about no that. other
2: choice. And like, I don't, I don't leave it to like, I have to pull an all nighter and like, I I'll, I'll kind of be logical with it and make sure I still have enough time. But if I have a week, let's say, and I know it's going to take me four hours to do the whole thing. I'll wait until the afternoon of the day before and then I'll start it, which is because I just get so nervous about it. But then once I'm normally going, I'm okay. It's like, because I always have to tell myself when I'm struggling with something, I'm like, it's fine because you're going to feel great when this is done. You're going to feel way better when you've like sent that file on WeTransfer or, you know, done whatever. You're going to feel fabulous. So just get it done, do your best and move on
0: it's kind of a funny thing that our brain does to us. I've Mm. experienced it too. It's just, I guess it's, you feel overwhelmed when you look at the whole piece and I'm like, Oh, this is what I'm going to have to do. It's kind of like, cause I've done that. I've sat down and be like, you know, I'm going to learn a, a classical guitar piece. And I sit Mm. down and I'm like, Maybe I don't want to learn a classical guitar piece.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I'll just listen yeah. to it.
0: That'll be fine, you know. <laughs> so I know how that is. It's like it's funny what your brain does sometimes to you, you know. Yeah, yeah it's a process it on learning how to do
2: yeah. it Is it? And everyone has different coping mechanisms, and yeah. some co- other people's coping it will work, and some won't. And it's just finding like what works for you. I find for me a really unhealthy habit is tracking the time I'm practicing because as I say I sit there waiting for the 5 minutes to be up right and it's like this is pointless why is this time going but I found a way of doing it that's positive like I have this practice app and it's been an I've had it for a, since oh, like yeah? mid December and it's been a game changer and it's only on iPhones I think at the moment and it's and it it quite a small it's called andante I think it's oh, okay. kind of and it is so good oh, and it basically the best thing about it is is You kind of hit like I'm starting practicing now and then I go off the timer because I don't want to see. I don't want to look at the time. Um, But if I go back on it, it's got metronome. It's got a tuner. You can voice record things. And then when you save that session, that voice record stays. So sometimes I use it because I'm like, right, this is day one of learning. What have I learned? The Chimador, which is a bass concerto. And then I can look back on that three days later and go, you know what? We've achieved something in the past three days. This sounds better than it did three days ago. Or you can make notes, you can write aims and it shows you how much you've done in that day and what you've done and your average focus because you say how focused you felt and your mood. Um, And it just shows you like stats. I love stats. I love an Excel spreadsheet. And this is kind of like an Excel spreadsheet, but on a phone. And it's just been so like great, like any musician like that wants to track their practice and has an iPhone. I'm like, oh my God, get this app. Like you're,
1: you're allowed to like stats. I mean, we have an appreciation for music nerds. Like we kind of both are music nerds as well. So like, I, yeah, I, I love, cool. I love
2: it. All. I know. Like my Instagram, like with planning my posts, that's all on an Excel spreadsheet. I plan them and really? the I get them done. I know when I'm going to put, I know when I'm going to film it. I know why I'm doing it. With my cat, Like I love doing that. I think it's probably procrastination from writing my dissertation but I class it as a quality time spent
0: (laughs) (laughs) well your video your videos are always awesome and I like your little graphic that comes up
2: Oh, thank you. Yeah, my sister. Is, I have a very useful family because my sister <laughs> is a graphic designer and a web designer. Oh, So oh, I've got my you. website and everything. And if I have any problems with, like, making things look cool, I'm like, Helena, can you help me, please? And she's <laughs> like,
3: okay.
2: <laughs> I'm like, I'll make you a cup of tea. She's like, all right, deal. It's very British I'll bring deal the chocolate. Out. Yeah. <laughs> she likes chocolate and, and the tea, too. My dad's a professional photographer. So any headshot oh. I've had done, that's, again, i take him a cup of tea deal he'll do them and he'll edit them (laughs) literally it's like i think the last photo shoot he did because i did headshots straight after the only bull thing or like my stingrays and stuff Uh and um i think that was equivalent for five cups of tea in the morning in bed that was the deal and (laughs) it was a great deal five wow five so five mornings i was like here's your cup of tea (laughs) and my mum's like a marketing person so like i've got like the dream family you've got the dream team there Pretty yeah we're a good team I've,
1: solid take
0: an application i've
2: written like little jingles for my sister she did a podcast and i wrote a little jingle for her and like so we, oh, we cool. get little trades <laughs> that's
0: cool that you're able to do that for each other and yeah. i'm also really taken aback about how powerful offering tea is yeah apparently <laughs> apparently tea can get you anything you get
2: you whole want. websites and headshots with great. english fashion, english power people
1: tea. power tea who knew
2: who knew well, it was tea I feel like it's either a beer or tea. It's like, I owe you a beer at the pub, uh, but my dad doesn't drink, so tea it is. And my sister, if I think we weren't in a pandemic, it'd be I would owe her a drink at the pub. Um, I see. But was had to make it equivalent pandemic friendly, which was a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> thing,
3: um,
2: but yeah.
1: One thing I got to say is that I really appreciate you kind of describing this. pro. Well, you come across as very confident, but yet you're describing you know, some of the, some of the clash that happens internally, right? Like that, that battle mm-hmm. for confidence. Um, yeah. What do you, you know, cause I know well, per- performance anxiety is real for me for a lot of musicians, right? I've, I've experienced it. We've all sort of experienced it, especially if you haven't clocked a lot of stage time, um mm. you know was it just what do you think where do you think that confidence comes from is it just because you've been you've had a good teacher for so many years is it is it the practice you know um what is it that keeps you she seems so driven and I'm kind of curious about you know where that where that comes from
2: uh my whole family is very determined yeah. so I think there's like a I guess a genetic side of just being so determined but I think it's like confidence wise on stage like I think it's the more you do it the more relaxed you get Mm -hmm. um I mean I still I get nervous like especially like when I perform if I'm performing with a session artist and I know I've practiced it and I know I know it I'll be relatively relaxed because I'm standing at the back I'm not like I'm not taking attention people hardly are really looking at me so I know that I can just do my job and I know I'm comfortable I think for me when the nerves kick in is when I'm nervous that I'm going to do something wrong and then that will be because I'm not prepared and then it's like in the back of my head I'm like you could have done more work for this why have you done this why we did and I find that's when the nerves kick in or I remember there was one time I was so nervous it was one of my first musical theatre shows and I was in the dressing room and one of the actors said um Oh, uh, I can't remember. It was basically a big West End guy was in the audience who was a bassist. So not only was it someone who knows about musical theatre, but it was someone that plays your instrument, and then you immediately feel that scrutiny, hmm. even they probably didn't mean it. And so I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, where? there's like that guy in the audience. Like, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And I think is, I've been playing this Like, I remember I got asked to do musical and I was doing like six hours a day, like learning this pattern. I was determined to do well. And this was opening night. And I was like, so I was feeling really relaxed about it. I was like, I've got this. I've done the work. And then I found this out five minutes before. I just crumbled completely under the pressure. And like, that's fine to admit, like now, like I'm like, well, you know, it happened. But I've got to learn not to crumble next time. If someone tells me, you know, this guy's in the audience, you've got to go, cool. okay, And I have not mastered that at all as you, as like, thing. And it, that's gonna take time to build confidence. And like, I knew the music really well, but as soon as I found out someone might be really watching what I'm doing, I was like, oh no. <laughs> and every single time I made a mistake in my head, like I was literally going your shit, your shit, your shit. And it's like, you've got to get that out your system. And I think the only way you can get that out of your system is by playing loads of shows. Yeah, In musical theatre terms, like just by doing it loads, doing it every night. Because these West End guys, like I've gone to sit-ins in the West End. It's like where you sit next to the bassist. And I remember one, I mean, they must have been, they must have played this for a good five years, like every night, week on week. Oh, wow. And um, literally this guitarist, like it was quite a rocky show. I can't remember what show it was. And I was sat there and the guitarist was in front of the bassist. And like he's doing like these massive chords that fill the whole theatre. And he's got a crossword in front of him. His music's still on page one. And we're like halfway through the show at this point. And he's like, and then just leans forward and fills in his crossword. Sits back really relaxed, plays again. And then, and I'm like, how are you so relaxed? And then I'm like, well, he's just so confident in his own playing because he knows this, like the back of his hand, mm. that he's okay. And you, I think with show playing specifically, you've got to get to a point where you're not really reading the music you know it off by heart but that's just kind of there as a prompt or if something goes wrong and the md goes go back like repeat bar 52 and you're like oh quick (laughs) repeat that um but yeah it is the pressure in like shows i find is huge like especially with bass because you always have the buttons at the end and if like the md nods it and you play it wrong you get like daggers straight at
3: you
0: (laughs) it's very you brought up a i think a very important
3: point
0: is Mm. I at least for I just it dawned on me right now for me at least when I'm practicing I can think of okay I'm doing this so in that moment I don't have to think about anything except having Mm. a good time you know because I've done the preparation that's a great point you brought up you know and it's been brought up before like you don't want to be up there thinking about what you're gonna do or like you know a little unsure yeah. about the next part it's like oh did it go this way or that way it's like when mm. you put the time in like like you said the confidence level is so much greater yeah
2: and i always find it's always like because the shows that i've done are be very short runs and i always find it's the last show i'm like got this now yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it's <figures> like <laughs> no melee really, you should have brought that to the sit probe like why did you not bring that so, like you need to le- i need to learn and like I had quite a lot of sh- unfortunately I had shows books like in the past year that had been cancelled which is a shame because I was really determined to bring that to the sits probe and like the tech rehearsals where you just walk in and you go yeah I've got this not when at the last show I go oh yeah I understand it now because yeah. that, that's not how it's supposed <laughs> to work.
0: <laughs> I think uh, if you're anything like me it's you always underestimate how much time it's going to take to get where mm. you want. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I, it's yeah. okay, I got this figured out. Okay, I, I don't need that much time. And then time, it's getting closer and closer to the date that I need to be ready. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, no, it is. It's like, I think I'm starting to understand how much time some stuff can take. Um, and like, if you want something super intricate, you've got to put the time in if you want to yeah. know everything because like musical theater pads are huge they could be like 100 plus pages yeah. of yeah, music man. and like i like most of the time ideas do repeat but like sometimes you've got like a samba and then you've got a disco tune in the same show and you've literally just got to put different hats on and then it's like oh wait hold on here comes a ballad get you to a bass and bow out
3: <laughs> and
2: then it's like yeah it's a lot. Oh no, here comes a synthy song get your synth out So like it's like oh you've got to be able to just swap and change your brain. Like I remember with classical guitar and bass guitar, my teacher always used to say, pretend you're putting different hats on each time you play the bass and the the guitar. You cannot Mm. mix the two. You've got to separate them. Um, And that was a really good thing. Like I kind of in my head was like right okay, got my classical guitar hat on now. Let's go. And then oh I'm playing bass guitar now. It's completely different. If that makes sense?
1: Yeah, that does. Like, well, it got me thinking about like playing shows because as a multi instrumentalist, I mean, I play bass, I play keys, I play mm. guitar and sing, harmonica, and and harmonica, a few other mini harmonica. You're <laughs> talking to the brass instrument. No, but just like um, <laughs> switching, like in a show, because like mm-hmm. having to do a song with keys, and then we'll, I, there's this transition where the the electric guitar kicks in, so I've got to like wear the guitar on my back and, and then, yeah. have it yeah and then like play <laughs> and then swing it around and then you know and i've hit the piano <laughs> with the guitar before doing that like you know it's, it's like that's yeah. actually a lot like if you're having to take multiple instruments to a show and and having to do you all that to time it, it's the a lot. yeah those transitions like, are not easy you have to actually know them you know it
2: was like i think a sit-in that i did i think it was wicked and on wicked some of the changes between the different bass guitars and double basses they're quick Like he does not have that much time. And I remember I was sat in this like pit with him and there was not much room, but there was enough room for me to kind of squeeze in the corner. And it was just like watching a spectacle because he like played his five string bass. And then he had like for eight bars and then suddenly got his fretless and then back (laughs) to the electric bass and then straight on the double and back. And he was like, oh, this is quite a changey bit of the show. It was near the beginning. And he was literally just like changing huh. every like 16 bars. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> like, you've got to practice that almost yeah. as much as the music. Because if you miss that change, you miss a cue and then you'll get told off.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it's like you said, putting on those different hats when you grab each one, right? Like having to mm. sort of switch your language, your vocabulary, you in know, <laughs> in that moment.
0: Like, that's not easy.
1: Like, it's
2: hard to yeah. do.
0: And then he's like, yeah, definitely. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep playing this one. Hopefully, no one. Yeah, knows. no one notices. I just do the electric. It's fine. It's easy. It's four strings, fingers.
2: Get the bow out on the electric. face. like, he won't realize. Just hide under the music stand. <laughs> Hoping the MD won't like notice him. Yeah,
0: really. Mealy, I'm glad you've brought up some of these things. And um, we appreciate it when a musician is candid about the ups and downs and some of the struggles they face i think
2: you've got to be because if you look at like i find there's like classical musicians they do these um practice pages and um they do where they post every day and they're like doesn't sound too good today and i'm like well i can't even play that and you're saying that doesn't (laughs) sound good it's like If you're gonna do a daily practice diary, please put something on there that's out of tune, just to make me feel slightly better that my practice sounds okay. (laughs) (laughs) I think you have to be; you can't be polished all the time, because then other people think that you're supposed to be. And you have to learn not to be polished. Like it's okay to make mistakes sometimes, and you've got to learn from them. Like if you don't make mistakes and you don't get a no from an audition, like I know people that haven't had a no from audition or like anything, haven't been Hmm. told no. And I think the no's sometimes, like I got told a no just before the Ernie Ball thing of something completely, like another music thing, I got a no. And it was like, it really stung. But then the Ernie Ball thing came. And then I was like, well, this is okay then. Like this is incredible that I've managed to get Ernie Ball on my side. But, you know, maybe if I hadn't have had that no, the Ernie Ball thing wouldn't, that email wouldn't have come through on Christmas day. So it's a it's a playing game i guess it's taking the nose and going something will come better of this and don't let it crush you completely
0: right well no can be an optimism i was just going to say that optimism i think is a must right Mm. especially Mm. going down the road that you're you're on right now
2: you've got to pick yourself up and move on and like try and not let it affect you and that's so much easier said than done um and i struggled recently when i got a no and i was like oh, this is so annoying and like i was really upset about it but then you know now i'm okay about it because i'm doing other things so it's okay you know
1: well like with being with like hearing no i we've talked about no like getting to the no sometimes and Uh, is actually a a good thing and there's a lot of growth there and that's where you really find where the rubber meets the road like I that story about you getting basically sort of like told off at the music store and like oh I'll Mm. show these people like (laughs) it's just funny because it like when you get we sort of find out more about who we are when we run into those instances right when you run into that rejection run into the Mm. nose your character gets to gets to shine right gets to come out and obviously you know in your life it seems like that that whatever that that driving factor that's that you've got like keeps Mm. showing up every time you reach the it keeps um i see this repeat as you've described these different instances it's like it seems every time you you come across an obstacle you just there's nothing stopping you
2: yeah i mean uh, behind the scenes there'll probably be tears about it and i'm like oh why did i not get in that audition but then like you have to yeah you have to pick yourself up and move on and you know keep going like if you if you stop then that person that got the yes is still doing better than you you've almost got to think well i'm going to keep working hard so i can get to their level and then maybe next time i'll get it instead of them or something if it's like you're you're auditioning for something or working you know five bassists in the room and they pick one you've got to make sure that like maybe next time you'll have a better chance
1: or, or maybe the no is like a you know it's because a, a better opportunity is going to come your way, right? Yeah, like, it's like, yeah, it's a classic with one, a but
3: Yeah,
1: like whatever's <laughs> going to come next could be even better.
2: You yeah, know? exactly. You've got to kind of think sometimes it's like, I try not to go down the holistical route, but I sometimes do. It's like the universe is trying to tell you something and something else will come. You've just got to wait and sometimes you've got to wait and keep working and sometimes it's just a matter of working hard and waiting and it may you're just like you're a couple of months behind and that's fine Mm. because you'll still get to the same destination you've just got to wait a bit longer that's like completely fine and I think now like I'm graduating all of me and my friends like we're all graduating and some people are going to achieve quicker than others and that's completely okay if like i'm still at home you know working at a pub and my mates out playing the o2 i want to be happy for them and know that you know what that might happen to me i just got to keep working hard and they were they're so talented and super lucky that they got that early on from graduating you know
0: yeah the comparison i think comes in like avoiding comparing at all like i don't i don't think anything Hmm. anything like super productive comes about when you're constantly comparing yourself to, to someone else. Like, I I really feel like you should just compare yourself to where you were. Like you talked about how you can look at your practice and be like, I made progress. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like, because that's that's Mm -hmm. the best way to go because everyone's on it. Like you said, everyone's on a different path. Everyone's got different things going on. You know, the opportunities they run into might not be the ones that I run into and just understanding everyone's path is different. And it's not necessarily meant to be compared. Like you said, just be ha- happy. That's a great uh, attitude to have, you know, just be mm. happy for other people's successes. And you know, if you keep going, those opportunities that are meant for you will find you. Like, that's a great attitude yeah. to have.
2: Yeah, you've got to just try and just pick yourself up and move on. And yeah, it is easier said than done. And like, I've struggled with it multiple times, like everybody else has. And you've, yeah, you've just got to try and keep going. And one day, hopefully, something or something cool will happen
0: (laughs) i don't know what it is but i I, I keep thinking of you in that music store (laughs) i like it's
3: so hard (laughs) i was
2: probably like so small and i've really had like oh oh i I feel sorry like i i look at like 14 year old mealy and i'm like why did you not just kick him
0: well i was (laughs) just like thinking to myself like you could have like been like oh yeah and like got a guitar and just like turned it up and just started shredding just <laughs> yeah i
2: wasn't I, I wasn't very good so that probably wouldn't have worked
0: <laughs> well at least you can tell people that you know it's a good story I got up there and started shredding and their there you go their faces just <laughs> I'm like, oh i'll no,
3: change my faces. story a bit. <laughs> That's what happens. never let
0: the truth get in the way of a good story That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, well, man. again, we appreciate you being so can. Like that's yeah. one thing that we've found talking to musicians, and I feel it's important because one of our goals is like when we're talking to musicians like yourself. People that listen to this could be on the fence about deciding to play, or they could come across that they could be in a hard time, and then when they hear someone mm. like you, be like, "I'm having these these obstacles I have to overcome." Like it's, it's nice for people to hear that because then they can be like, Mm. okay, well, she got through it. I can get through it too. Like,
2: yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'll have like thousands of obstacles to come and you just got to keep just jumping the hurdles and trying to get through them in any way you can in life in general and in like music career wise. It's always like, there's always light at the end of the time. I always keep saying better things are coming. Come on, Melee, let's keep going. And it is, it is hard to do that sometimes. Um, but it is definitely worth it when good things come along
1: well your self-talk sure. is like really nice to you like you're very encouraging to yourself like come on Millie, better things are coming like oh, man i'm i gotta I work on to my myself. own but no but i mean yeah. like that self-talk is, <laughs> that's a good thing you have a healthy outlook because like i mean it's so easy to fall in that negativity trap like having a positive outlook and like okay better things are coming like that's that's huge.
2: Yeah, my flatmates in Liverpool, they they <laughs> have heard, like, I'm practicing dull mates, and it sometimes can be negative, and I'll make a mistake, and I'll just, like, scream blue murder and go, that was <laughs> And, like, well, that was bad, wasn't it, Mealy? I literally will say that. I'll literally and go, well, that was shit. And it's like, no, like, come on. Like, you've got to, <laughs> you've got to. And then, but when it's good, I won't say anything. And it's like, I do, it's really bad. You kind of talk to myself when I practice, and I go, no, come on, right? Sit, relax, go again. Like, you've got to. In any way, I think my flatmates probably think I'm losing my mind in that, which I probably am. Um (laughs) need
1: to to be a musician anyway, though. I mean a little bit. I lost mine a long time ago. I've known him a lot of years. This is I can
3: second that. Vouch for his (laughs) craziness.
0: Amelia. If you could talk to your six-year-old self, you said you started when you were six years old.
2: Mm, Yeah, five. I think five or six.
0: Five. (laughs) If you were to be able to talk to five-year-old Mealy, what would be the number one piece of advice that you would give her? Or
3: oh, God. someone in a um,
0: situation starting, what would be the number one piece of advice that you would give them to navigate? As a,
2: as a child, don't absolutely shred the practice like because then you hate it. I think the one thing I was so lucky with is my parents weren't pushy. They let me push myself. And I think sometimes like I've done a lot of teaching guitar for children starting out. And I sometimes find the children that don't like it are the ones where it's not come from them. It's come from the teacher, uh, the like the parents. Right. Um, and I always find like, I think if I tell myself, I would just say, don't lose the love for it. Don't push yourself so far that you end up hating it because like I have done that multiple times where I sit down at the guitar and I just go I don't want to and you're not supposed you're supposed to go to it and go yeah I really want to like I just think sometimes you can push yourself too far and I think as a child I think learning an instrument is like another academic thing you do or it's your hobby and it's almost like I think I tell my younger self like keep it as your hobby don't make it become a chore and then as you get older and you want to make it into a living, making your hobby into a living is way easier than making something that you already don't really enjoy into a living.
3: <laughs> like it's, it's
2: like, you know what I mean? Cause then it's like work playing music. If you don't enjoy doing it, that's kind of like an office job because you don't like it. Like if you don't like your office job, you're not going to like playing music either.
1: You're not gonna like your life. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah.
3: Like, You've
2: got to enjoy. I think, yeah, keep the love for it, if I could tell myself that. Don't, like, sometimes it's okay, like, it's okay not to practice. I think that's probably the one thing, especially in the past year. I wish someone told me about six months ago, you know what? It's okay to take a day off. <laughs> like, you're one? not going to die from not well, practicing.
0: Well, it's <laughs> that underlying, there's almost like an underlying guilt factor. I know when I've tried to be consistent and, like, the day where you're like, mm, I think my hand hurts a little bit. I'm just going to take today off. Is and that where
1: you quit riff for the day? There's a little bit of
0: guilt that you, feel, hmm. you know, and so, so be able to do that and just be like, I need some rest today. I appreciate you. Yeah, you just
2: going to shake it off and move yeah, on, it was, isn't it? It's, it's
0: one of those day. things. I want to bring it up. <laughs> oh,
3: okay.
0: oh, that's, we've already settled that. You know, we've moved on we've from moved bringing on. up our nonsense in front of the guests. We've moved on from you trying to incriminate me. with. We've moved on. We're <laughs> mature now.
1: We're <laughs> we, we've
0: had a process we've grown professionally
1: too. yeah there's this has been a process talking to musicians because usually we
0: start bickering
1: <laughs> I would never bicker he's a he and is, the guest is like uh, i'm here hello i don't know <laughs> just acts like this is a funny little sitcom and just wants to
2: I know I thoroughly enjoyed myself thank you very much <laughs> it. it's been a good experience so thank you
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well we're just so grateful to have you this is your fun thank you so well I just again love picking your brain love hearing about your perspective I really just love the drive and and like the um like you said well it's also okay like you said to take a day off I mean mm. balance and all things and we know I, well it's something you said about like comparing it to the office job and like not making your practice into a chore right or, yeah. or uh, an office job and, and i think about like well like, why do why do humans even play music why do we do it like as people because mm. every culture in the whole wide world has some form of music has instruments it literally comes from everywhere why it's just like a part of who we are right and part of yeah what we how we experience this reality right music is just mm. a part of that and yeah you know you do it because you love it that's just so important like not don't make it a chore it's not supposed to be you know you're supposed to yeah
2: no i think it's a fine line of you've got to get your stuff done like if you want to improve you need to practice but it's also like it's such a fine line and i think every musician wavers on it a lot and like getting it hitting Mm -hmm. the nail on the head is hard like i haven't played double bass in a week and i don't even feel bad about it (laughs) i'm like you know what i've achieved loads on the bass guitar this week so that's okay but like A year ago, I would have been like, oh my God, Melian, what are you doing? Play that instrument. And I'm like, you know what? If I do, I'm just gonna hate every second of it at the moment because I'm just, <laughs> I'm not vibing with it. Mm. And like tomorrow I have to, cause I've got an orchestral sectional, I've got to cause I've got to like impress this guy. So like tomorrow I've got to drive to because I've had a week off and I feel relaxed about it and I'm excited to pick it up. Um. So yeah, that's really good. But yeah, I think it is, it's a very fine line for sure
0: well do you have any other sage words of advice for young musicians yeah
2: that Um, might not have come up yeah just enjoy it and like i think that's just so sometimes can be like easier said than done but you've just got to enjoy it and just don't push like push yourself but don't push yourself over that over that imaginary line only when you really have to like you know for an assignment or because you know you've got to do something for your teacher um try and like you know keep the love for it don't lose the love for it i think that's the main thing yeah and sometimes i do and i think it's complete and when you do don't beat yourself up about it because it is normal well i think it is it might not be normal but it's normal for me <laughs> yeah.
0: well thank you like no one has brought that up i don't think that's a that's a great insight. I think so too. Dude, it's like, crazy. I really appreciate like, it.
1: Yeah. You know, there's, and there's always ways to like, if you do get burnout, right. Like there's ways to reconnect with music. Like maybe yeah. it's, maybe it's your body telling you, you know what, I need to switch over to the double bass and burn out yeah. on the electric, you know, maybe it's, I need to go and and hear this other genre. Maybe I need a little bit of reggae in my life just to like get yeah. a different vibe, you know, like you mm. said, um, some metal, maybe, maybe a little metal. Okay. <laughs> i'm not the biggest metal fan as ryan is <laughs> so very clearly pointed out loves talking talk about incriminating he loves pointing that out in front of people that i'm not the
3: <laughs> metal i,
1: mean,
0: I just guy. said metal is something you can play
1: you know, i know and i have dared to, to call myself a bass player in front of other bass players who's like you're not really a bass player i'm like hey you know go back to my Soul <laughs> album. i played all the bass I'm just anyway saying. anyway thank um, you Mimi. thank you no for real like thank you you're so insightful and i just i love your drive
0: it's you've cool. got a great vibe you can tell oh yeah. you you've got a lot of positivity and, and ambition it's so contagious
1: thank you yeah. yeah
2: i tried to be positive sorry if i've talked for ages i like no. i'm quite a talker <laughs> this
1: is what this That's is what, so what we're point, doing yeah. it's part of the conversation you're a fantastic <laughs> conversationist i love the way you lose use the english language it's great no it's good i learned sure, new words thank you. like squi- uh, say it again squishy not squishy squiggy squidgy 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 yeah
2: <laughs> squidgy
1: <laughs> So we always learn. I learned something every. But...
2: And to put chocolate in your tea. You oh
1: right, yeah, yeah.
0: we to me that's when a big one.
2: Done
1: it. We're gonna do a that's video. A of chocolate in the tea. We can't forget about that. We're gonna have you come <laughs> back so we can, you know, when we do when we do the worldwide tour and we go to the UK, we'll just we'll do a spot with you teaching us about talking the tea. It'd be
0: great. Yeah,
2: it'd be great. What <laughs> <of> time? Um, <laughs>
0: yeah. So do you have anything in particular going on that you would want people to know about to check out? Yes, please.
2: Um, so yeah, I do loads of my Instagram. Got loads of collabs, and then the band I'm in actually released one of our singles today. Whoa, um, which wow, which exciting. What's um, it called? Um? The band's the band's called Sahara Line. Um, uh-huh. We're actually more like a rocky band, but this single is actually a bit bit softer, um, and it's um, a bit more of a piano ballad. Um, it's me and three other guys. Um, I actually lived with them all last year. It was great fun. Um, so yeah, that is out. It's called Only You. It's by Sahara Line, and we've got other things on Spotify to check out um yeah that's kind of the thing i'm doing at the moment is we're all songwriting from our homes sending ah. each other demos and because like, we can't meet up um but yeah we released our i think it's our third single today so go and check that's that cool. out we have the time
3: um, and yeah people. we're on oh, instagram
2: sahara line band i think is the instagram and then obviously Mealy trail base um but yeah Thank you so much for having me. I've loved all the chatting and everything. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so
0: I have one last question for you. Do if someone wants you to do some studio stuff for them, are you still available for that?
2: Yeah, yeah, I've been recording at home.
0: Do they, yeah, just is there? How would they get contact to you if they wanted you to?
2: Um, just either message me through Instagram or there. I think there's an email button on my Instagram or there's a contact form on my website. So just I'll just search Mele Trail Base in Google and you should get my website. Um, and then um yeah media trailbase.com milietrialbase on instagram all the same try and keep it the same so everyone can find it there you go <laughs>
0: well awesome. awesome thank you for your time we appreciate it yeah. we really do
2: oh well thank you very much it's been great fun <laughs> yeah, it
0: was nice to meet you and hear your story heck yeah. yeah
2: yeah thank
1: you so much really appreciate you um folks you know where to find us go check out mealy's stuff anchor.fm slash inside the Sahara line band. Sahara line band. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, uh,
2: Sahara line. <laughs> Sahara
1: line. All right, let's see. Do you want to hear the outro? Hang on. So we can do this. <laughs> okay, we can do the this. Outro. Check this out. Going to share screen. She's like, I've been here long enough, people. Just Heck yeah. Okay. And play us out here. Let's do it. We are
3: inside the No! We (laughs) are here inside the cell phone now, Mm -hmm. we can't be bothered here, we have the time to
0: You rock, Melee.
3: Oh, thank <laughs> <laughs> you.